Hey everyone, you're listening to the Kurt Landry Podcast, where we're going to help you discover your kingdom destiny. My name is Daryl, and sitting right beside me is Rabbi Kurt Landry. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing why we stand and why you should stand with Israel. But before we jump into this episode, Rabbi, how was your weekend? Oh man, it's been great. You know, this is an interesting time of year in Oklahoma. Uh, of course, there's uh, it's cold, and uh, but I can tell you that the the whole snow. It's, you know, they, they call this area of Oklahoma, call it green country. And of course it is very green here most of the year. And, uh, but it's just, it's almost, uh, um, I don't know. It's like everything changes when the snow falls and the lake is steaming because of the temperature of the water compared to the air and, and the, everything's, you know, covered in white. It's beautiful. So I, you know, there's a certain amount of, uh, I don't like the cold weather particularly, but I sure is beautiful, at least for a short period of time, have the fire and it's a great atmosphere to, to cook spaghetti sauce in. I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, Nathan told me earlier that, I guess it was like a day or so ago, uh, it was the coldest day uh, recorded in Tulsa history. So it, it, is, it is very frigid for sure, around this part of Oklahoma in this time of year. So, Rabbi, as we jump into this, uh, you know, one thing that we want to kind of lead with is that if you got questions, you can send it over to podcast at currentlandry.com. Anything you want to send, go ahead and send it to us. Um, It could be topic of conversation. Uh, You know, if it's prayer requests, things that we can pray into, uh, things and titles and descriptions, and I mean, anything you want to send over, it's just over at podcast at currentlandry.com. Dot com. Another thing that I want to remind people, you can get your free download for Goals to Grow. Just go to KurtLandry.com forward slash Goals 2024. We'll put those two links in this episode's uh, show notes description. So Rabbi, this episode, um, it's going to be titled something like Why We Stand with Israel, but the question that I started this off with, and I'll just ask it to you, and then we can break it down. But uh, it's as simple as, why do we stand, and why should you, the listener, stand with Israel? So like, let's start from a real base-level biblical understanding of this question. Okay, so let's let's do something a little different. I'm going to spring something on you, Daryl. Okay. Okay. So um, let me ask you a couple questions. You know your Bible. So, okay. God created man. Okay, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve, what happened? They fell, right? Yeah. So what happened is the covenant with God, God gave them authority over everything. Covenant is broken and they're cast out of the garden. So would you agree with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so That's now. I read it. Okay, now God has to. God has to restore covenant. So when he restores covenant, he restores covenant with a man named Abram, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so when Abram, when he restores it, Abram obviously becomes Abraham. And when his name is changed to Abraham from Abram means the father of many nations, okay? But he also became the first Jew. So he was circumcised, uh, he uh, he tithed to uh, the this this uh, 
king priest Melchizedek, and basically the restoration of covenant authority of the garden was restored to Abraham and his seed. Okay, would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. So now, now the reason I'm, I'm asking this is because people have to understand that when Jesus Christ hung on the cross, he hung on the cross as a covenant act. It was a covenant act to restore all the nations. But in the, in the covenant restoration story, God gave all authority to Adam. He failed, and now he's going to restore it, and he goes to, this, to Abram. So now if you go to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Get out of the country from your family and from your father's house to a land I will show you. Now, this is the actual land of Israel, okay? I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Now, understand, Abram is already a wealthy guy. He already has a great name, and God is now speaking this to him. And in Genesis 12, 3, it says, I will bless those who bless you, who's blessing Abraham, this Jewish guy, the first Jew, and I will curse those who curse you. So that's the main issue here is that blessing and cursing on the earth is determined, and, and most people struggle with this, but listen, this is this is how it works. He God blesses those who bless his choice and curses those who reject his choice. And he says, and all the families of the earth shall be blessed through this blessing of Abraham. And it's a difficult concept, but what people need to understand, God had to restore covenant. So now if you you go to second Chronicles 714, it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. So what's happening? Who who is the spirit of the Lord speaking to? The Jewish people. That's why when you have second second chronicles 7:14, you need to have repentive Jews in the mix along with the Gentiles. So so now the next major covenant act in the Bible goes to Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ comes, he's the son of God, he is God incarnate on earth, and he is the seed of David. He is in the lineage of Abraham through the seed of David, okay? And so now he dies, he at Passover, he is the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the earth. But then he he opens it up to all the nations because all the families, they were separated from the commonwealth of Israel. They were strangers to the promise, but Jesus said, all who call on my name shall be saved. So now the Gentiles, the non-Jewish people, have access to God's covenant. So the reason that we bless Israel is because it is our root. It is where we come from. In common sense, you, you cannot curse the root of a plant, a tree, or a person and expect to be blessed. So you bless the root and you get to eat the fruit. So here's a different uh, question in perspective uh, versus reality. So like one thing that I probably do too much of, and my wife Morgan would agree that 
I use terminology like, well, perception of this versus the actual reality, right? And and but for me, in in on how I conceive and break down uh, scenarios, right? I use this a lot, and so I want to use one for saying uh, the question um, and and the thought process behind this is that. Yeah, I've been to a lot of different types of churches in in senses of like denominations. And um, I mean, obviously, about two years ago, we came on here full time and, and, and moved to Oklahoma and, and, and started working for Kurt Landry Ministries. But I, I think one thing that I mean, some listeners might disagree with me, but most of the churches that I've been to uh, and attended Right. I mean, some that I would say would be very healthy and some that would not be. And they would be on one side of the uh, denominational side. OK, that they don't really mention in their Sunday to Sunday or Wednesday to small group time, whatever you want to do that. Um, they don't really mention too much about blessing Israel and about uh, doing aid to Israel and um, you know, the ones that do kind of mention it here and there will have, you know, like they'll do partnerships and projects to do, say, this one thing, and then you don't really hear about it. Why do you think that is? Because um, to me, I, I think it's pretty common. And I think a lot of people listening to this podcast will probably have a lot of experiences in different churches and stuff that um, would probably say the perception versus reality is that, unfortunately, it's probably too much reality that there's just too many churches and too many pastors and leaders that um, don't preach in the sense of, hey, this is something we've got to do and like this needs to be a focus. Why do you think that is? Um, well, the root of it is uh, comes from traditional separation of the church from its Jewish roots, which happened uh, you know 1700 years ago with Constantine. So you have a ruler in Rome who's wanting to overthrow the world, and his problem is he can overthrow most of the world with different gods, but he can't overthrow the Jewish people because these monolithic people who believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, their traditions, their calendar, and all these things, not only does it keep him blessed, but here's the key, Daryl, it keeps him with this identity. And so what he has to do, if you're going to control people, you have to change their identity. And he couldn't change the Jewish identity. And now the early church, uh, from the time of Jesus's resurrection up until this Constantine period, was a messianic, one new man, Hebraic church, followed the Jewish calendar and interpreted scripture through a Jewish filter. Then when Constantine comes and passes a law, makes it illegal for, to celebrate Passover, illegal for Shabbat, illegal to even have uh, circumcision, all these types of things. He was trying to separate the people from, no, we're going to have this Roman Catholic type situation. And, and, and really what he was attacking was the identity. And so uh, from that, came a, uh, a theology called replacement theology, where different theologians started teaching that the blessings of that you read about in the Abrahamic covenant that I just read were only given that, you know, the, since the Jews, quote, killed Jesus, which they didn't, all every sinner on the earth killed Jesus. He died for our sins. But let's, let's take this narrative 
the Jews killed Jesus, so they gave, they forfeit their covenant promise, and anti-Semitism arises, and then the next thing that happens is the church has replacement theology, and they start translating, and there's commentary all over the place with uh, the church is now the Israel of God. And the, the problem that you have with that when you read the prophets is the prophets are very specific about real estate and boundaries in the promised land. And so how in the world do all the Christians and all the different denominations actually possess the covenant God made with Abraham in regards to the boundaries? I mean, they wouldn't even fit in the boundaries of Israel. So obviously the land and the people have a covenant and, uh, uh, and we are grafted in healthy as Christians were grafted into that according to Romans 11. But it's interesting that Paul, even back then, before the Constantine period, he said, I desire that you be not ignorant of this mystery, that blindness in part happened to the Jewish people until the fullness of the Gentiles have come. Uh, I think that the reason most churches don't preach about it, they don't understand it. Most theological seminaries do not teach it or preach it. And the reason that I, well, first of all, it's my calling to preach it, but my motivation is, listen, I was an orphan. I was conceived out of wedlock. I didn't know my biological parents. At 36, I get saved. At 37, I get reconnected to my biological father. I find out I have a Jewish mother. And so what happened is I got, I was adopted, but then I got grafted in back into my actual biological uh, life. Uh, through through my uh, understanding who my biological father and mother, that brought so much fullness to me at 37. You have no idea. But the same thing, I just equated that into my born-again experience. So when I read the Bible and I read about Abraham and I read about Nehemiah and I read about Isaiah, these are brothers to me because I'm Jewish. I, I, I'm, I, there's no separation from me. But people who are non-Jewish and are born again, you are part of the household of faith. You are part of the seed of Abraham through faith. And that's the reason I preach this message. The big thrust of why I do this for 33 years is this, is uh, as someone who comes from a corporate behavioral trained background, you can equip people all you want with positive motivation in uh, their purpose and they will excel but at some point they'll burn out. If you don't want to burn out, then what you have to do is find your spiritual identity that creates your purpose, which creates your de destiny. Supernatural inheritance starts to be released in your life, and then you can leave a legacy. So you don't burn out. So I'm 68 years old. I'm in ministry all these years. I'm probably more on fire for what I do right now at 68 than I was when I was, let's say, 38. And the reason is, is because my identity and my purpose are married together as one. So I understand I don't waste time doing something that somebody else is supposed to do. It's identity driven. And so for every Christian, I would recommend that you uh, go buy my book, Reclaiming Our Forgotten Heritage, understand the journey of finding identity. And the reason that I think people should find their identity is because your identity will release the synergy with your creative uh, nature in God. And that is absolutely a key. And, and I, uh, you know, 
it's very important, particularly in this world of anti-Semitism right now. If you think about it, look at Harvard University, which was a Christian university, and here they are uh, allowing pro-Palestinian anti-Semitic activity and, and not even understanding that it's evil. Uh, you know, so what happened is they lost their roots. Harvard University and that leadership is, is they may be Christian in name, but they're not in spirit because um, says right here, it says, I will curse those who curse you. So, so what you're doing is it's important to remember where we came from. And we, we are a Jew, our nation, the United States of America is a Judeo Christian nation founded on a constitutional republic that has a constitution that is grounded and founded in biblical Judeo principles. That's how this country was founded. That's how this country is being blessed. And the enemies of this country know if they want to overthrow it, they have to uproot us and plant us in something else. And once we lose our identity, as and it's not going to happen, I'll tell you right now. But anyway, they're going to take a pretty good shot at it. That's why this message and this podcast and our ministry is important to me, is to let them know that uh, you know we are the seed of Abraham, grafted in whether you're Jew or Gentile. Podcast at KurtLandry.com. Send your questions to us there. It's going to go straight to our inbox. Just make sure you... You put something in the title and subject line. Rabbi, I, I can't say that enough how many times, you know, we're going to get emails and ones that have come in uh, that don't have anything in the title or subject line, and they just go to the place where emails go. That that happens. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to thumb through it. So just make sure you do that. Uh, also, if you want to find out how uh, you can stand with us and stand with Israel, you can go to KurtLandry.com forward slash stand with Israel. Of course, we'll have all the links in the show notes of this episode. So, Rabbi, I want to kind of transition to um, the thought that let's say we have some uh, spiritual leaders listening to this podcast. We have some pastors listening. We have some preachers and they want to know, I want to say technique, but like a couple different ideas maybe, right, on how they can implement um, this biblical truth of standing with Israel, blessing Israel uh, into their messaging, um, into their church culture. Um, what's a couple tips that you have for those? Um, I, I think probably sharing... Uh, sharing Jesus in a way that they understand that this is a Jewish rabbi. You know, um, I, I think that they have to understand that, that, you know, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, first of all, his real name is Yeshua. Okay. Um, you know, the letter J wasn't even... Uh, a letter until several hundred years ago. So like if you're talking to a learned Hebraic, like a Jewish guy or an Arab and you say Jesus, and I've had this happen. So I'm just sharing <laughs> that they, they, they'll say, well, that can't be his name. It didn't even have J's until whenever, you know? <laughs> and, but, and, and I say, I know, but his name is Yeshua, like Yahshua, like Joshua. And then they all know what that is. So, so, so again, 
you need to understand that you're looking at Jesus. He is a circumcised, Sabbath-keeping, feast-keeping rabbi, and they called him rabbi. And um, I think that when you hear him say these words, like how he's going to judge the whole world, he says, when you do it unto the least of these, my brethren, the Jewish people, you do it unto me. I said, what, when did we do? Like when I was hungry, you fed me. That's why we do humanitarian aid. Uh, you know, one of the patterns that I followed as a businessman, listen, the Lord revealed this to me in the early 90s. And so I went to my business partners. I was in the fruit business at the time. And I said, man, look at this in the book of Acts. It says, we are to be witnesses first in Judea, Samaria, and then all ends of the earth, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. And I said, we should follow that pattern. So we started actually sowing seed as fruit brokers into Jerusalem, then Judea and Samaria. And we still do it to this day, Kurt Landry Ministries. We, we have safe houses and Holocaust survivors and lone soldiers' houses in Jerusalem. We support the city of Me'el Damim, which is Judea and Samaria. We plant trees. We take care of their security there and their safe houses in, in that city. Um, we work with, in, in, in all these places. We plant trees. And then... You know, we work in Africa. We just got done taking care of 500 orphans in Kenya. So the pattern of our seed sowing is Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and all ends of the earth. So to answer your question, I think that I would speak about Jesus and his identity as a Jew. And what what did he ask us to do? He asked us to be a witness for him. And 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 the scripture is very clear. It's to the Jew first. So I don't I don't know if that's too deep. But no, no. It, so let's take it from this angle for people listening that want to spread and tell their friends and family about this, right? How would you go about them if you had a little piece of advice on how to introduce it and um, kind of back up maybe with a little piece of scripture for them? Okay, I, I would do just... Listen, I one of the things that that happens, and I've watched it. You know, I've been doing this thirty three years now. Uh, like myself, when I first discovered my Jewish roots, and a lot of people do, they go nuts. And 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 what happens is the people who haven't had the experience think, "Oh my gosh, you ju you're Judaizing me," or you know, "You've be you've become a Jew. What's the matter with you, <laughs> you crazy?" You know, I mean, literally, I, I get it. I get it. it happened to me. And it happens to a lot of people. So I would just say, first of all, you just need to understand that the here, listen, I work with First Nations people. I'm actually an ordained peace chief with the First Nations tribes. So one of the biggest things that I share with them when I share with the Jewish roots with them is that you're not going to cease being native because you're following the Jewish roots. And the reason it's important, they need to know that God honors the indigenous people as being Indians. There's no shame in that. They they don't get saved and become Jews. And the reason that's so important, if you look at the history, what happened with the missionaries, when they came to the Indians, they said, okay, now that you're a Christian, cut your hair, lose, lose the language, 
change these clothes, put on this. And, and so what happened is it was shaming them to say, okay, if you're going to be a Christian, you're not good enough as an Indian. You've got to become a Christian. Here's your clothes and here's your language and all that. And it's left a deep wound in, in, the, in the people. But the same thing has happened with Jewish people. Like if you become a Christian, you got to quit doing the feast. You don't have to do Shabbat and, uh, and, and all those types of things. So I think the key is when a Gentile discovers the Jewish roots of the faith, you don't have to become Jewish. You can still be a good Gentile and observe Shabbat, celebrate the feast. But And when you're sharing it with people, you need to share the fruit of the blessing of it for the fulfillment of finding your own identity. And it draws you into more intimacy by the Holy Spirit to find Christ and, 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 and allow the fruit of that to, to be there. And that you're not Judaizing people. You're not telling people it's never good to go to somebody and say, you know what, you're not good enough the way you're doing it, and and now you need to do it my way. That that's a very poor, um, socially dysfunctional way to evangelize. So another resource that we have is another podcast. Uh, it's called Generations at the Table with Megan Marcelino. Uh, probably somewhere in this episode, you've probably heard an ad for it, but as we're having this discussion, uh, it, it's an awesome podcast with Megan. Uh, you know, she teaches powerful message of faith and uh, the, the teachings that come with that, that link everything from the Jewish roots and Christianity and how that can actually be so impactful for your walk with the Father. And so uh, just search Generations at the Table. You can find that wherever you listen to podcasts. It's also uh, the first podcast on the One New Man Network. So Rabbi, what's... um, Let's say that someone is, is, is now into a position to where they want to so into the projects that we have uh, that we're currently doing, why should they consider that? Right? It's, uh, you know, and then anybody listening, again, in the show notes, KurtLandry.com forward slash stand with Israel, you can see what we're doing with that current campaign uh, for the war efforts in Israel. But um, what would you tell someone that, hey, you know, search your heart, you know, Financially, you you have an opportunity to bless Israel. Um, why should they bless Israel through Kurt Landry Ministries? Uh, first of all, if the Holy Spirit's leading you to to give to us, uh, that would be the first thing. Um, listen, I have people all the time. I've had people come with large checks, and people say, you know, um, they don't even know me. I don't know them. And they'll say, yeah, the Lord told me to give you your ministry $25,000. And I'm going, okay, that's, you know, and it's very reassuring to me. So you could, you have to ask yourself, why would the Holy Spirit do that? Listen, Steve Schultz was on the air with me at Elijah List. And, um, and so, you know, I was talking to him about what we were doing in Israel. And, and it was probably like two minutes into the conversation on the phone and Christy was, I had him on speaker and we're friends for years and years. And he said, okay. He said, oh, wow, Kurt. Oh, wow. I'm going to give you 50 grand. I said, well, great. <laughs> praise God. So then it, we went another few minutes and he said, no, I'm going to give you a hundred grand. 
And and I said, Steve, I said, I feel like an auctioneer here. Let's talk longer. Okay, 150, 150, 150. And he's joking because we're friends. Okay. But anyway, he did. He ended up giving several hundred thousand dollars. And like his ministry, uh, why did he do that? Because he understands the principle of what I just said. He, he wanted the blessing of blessing Israel. He also trusts us. So why would Steve Schultz at the Elijah List do that? Okay, he's known me 25 years, and this is, this is the reason. If you give designated funds to go to Israel, listen, in, in 35 days, we delivered, uh, actually in 30 days, we delivered $975,000 and 80 cents or something. The exact amount Bob was telling me. <laughs> you know how Bob is. All right, and 80 cents. Well, praise God for that. But anyway, in 35 days, over a million dollars delivered. Now, why is that important? First of all, the war effort, the things were urgent, but the fact that Sam and our team can actually physically pick up a million dollars worth the the uh, bulletproof helmets, bulletproof vest, uh, the special lights that they need, uh, the, the special uh, medical bandages that coagulate blood from, you know, surface wounds and all that type of stuff. I mean, expensive stuff. Uh uh, food for for the soldiers. Uh, um, the reservists that came didn't have the right food uh, boots, boots and gloves. Uh, then then they didn't have the right uniforms. Special like the uniforms, coats goes on and on and on. All the stuff, uh, uh, personal care items, toothbrush brushes. Uh, it, it's it, like deodorant battery packs to keep their phones solar charged so that they can call home to their family. They've been separated from them for 30 days. All that stuff, whatever it is they needed, other stuff I can't talk about. But whatever, listen, these commanders are like my sons and they've known me and they ask me and I say yes. But the thing is, if you give $100, then that $100 goes to that project. No different than I'll give you an example. Like for us, we have a program we've been doing for about 12 years, and you met the kids. It's called Bridge to Independence, where we take care of kids when they when they age out of out of the uh, 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 social programs in Israel at 18, at the end of 18, when they turn 19, then they're out on the street, and so they're out of the which they you know the foster pro program that they have in Israel. They don't call it that. So anyway, we started a program 12 years called Bridge to Independence, where we take care of them from 19 to 24. And so I always tell people, listen, if you have an identity problem, and this is a biblical principle I've used, so to what you need. Okay, you need, you need your identity in, in, uh, in the Lord enhanced, so into these kids. It's critical. Um, listen, We've interviewed these kids. The first interview I ever did with this one young girl, I called her Mighty Mouse. And I asked her, I said, if you didn't have the Bridge to Independent uh, program, you didn't have um, our, our apartment that we have in Jerusalem, where would you be? And she just looked at me and she said, I'd be dead. And what she was saying is I would have committed suicide. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, man, this is serious. So if you sow a seed into the safe house program, then what you're doing is you sow the seed and then you say this, Father God, I am sowing a seed into the apple of God's eye. I'm sowing a seed unto the least of these, his brethren, that they have four-year program in a safe house with uh, 
so to say, like adoptive parents and supervision and mentors. And we provide for them to be able to grow up in an accountability in a place to make good decisions to become good adults. And Lord, that's what I need. I want to be a mature Christian. I want to function. So I'm going to bless Israel in this special way. I'm going to sow into these young men and women that they find their way so I can find my way. That's probably, if you, if the Lord, if you'll sow to where you need to grow, God always uh, pours out abundant blessing. And we'll be right back. It's a new year and a new you. Have you ever wondered how to stay consistent with growing spiritually, but also winning and achieving your goals you have for yourself this year? Get your free download of My Goals to Grow by visiting kurtlandry.com forward slash grow 2024. That's kurtlandry.com forward slash grow 2024. I'll help answer questions like, where do I start? How do I walk in the spirit? Or how do I do spiritual warfare? Or how do I believe that I'm more than a conqueror? Understanding that Matthew 6.33 positions us for success in this year ahead. That seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things will be added unto us. The fruit of the Spirit is evident in his covenant. Know this, that if you can establish his covenant in your heart and in your mind, you will be successful this coming year. So get your free download for Goals to Grow 2024 by visiting kurtlandry.com forward slash grow 2024 or visit the show notes in this episode. There are some projects that really touch your heart. And this is interesting because uh, our son-in-law, Paul Marcelino, his dad, Yokanan Marcelino, helped to produce this book. And the whole purpose of this book, Jerusalem Rising, is to be able to bring visual evidence that Jerusalem and Israel actually belongs to the children of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that this is the land of Isaac. And um, and the miracle power, you know, they say that a picture is worth a thousand words, and uh, this book captures that. So listen, I'm really blessed for a limited time, and why supplies last you can get a 30% discount by entering the promo code of RISING. And so what you need to do is go to kurtlandry.com forward slash rising, and you can be able to claim your discounted copy of Jerusalem Rising. So that's kurtlandry.com forward slash rising. Get a 30% discount now while supplies last. Hey, one more thing. After this episode, I would love for you to go and download and listen to another podcast on the One New Man Network, and that's called Generations at the Table with Megan Marcelino. This show is perfect for discovering how to grow your family in faith by knowing your Jewish roots. Megan breaks down all of her knowledge on how to unlock your family's kingdom destiny by honoring Yeshua. You can find her show on the One New Man Network on your favorite podcast app. All right. Now, back to the show. That's so good. 
KurtLandry.com forward slash stand with Israel. You can also look at all the other projects that we have um, available right now that we're currently doing. Uh, you can just do KurtLandry.com and you can see all those as well. Uh, Rabbi, as we kind of transition towards the end of this podcast, um, what's your prayer for people listening uh, to really gain from the education of this podcast and it, it, it's super in-depth i mean like you know he went straight historian on me which you have to to understand why the landscape is and the messaging and the vibes now in churches that we know it in 2024 but um what's that prayer for the listener um people listening to this podcast on what they can uh, take away from this episode? Well, first of all, if, if you are trying to find yourself, please or, order my book, Reclaiming Our Forgotten Heritage. Okay. And, and just read it. Uh, it was a work of love. Megan and I wrote it. And, um, and the reason I'm, I'm sharing that with you is um, I'm going to give you just a story. I like to tell stories so you understand where I'm coming from. My adoptive father, Ray Landry, he used to say things to me like this. He'd go, like, in regards to food, I like to cook. I'm a foodie. He's not. And, and, and Ray used to say, Curtis, I don't know where you get this from. And, and because, it, you know, I'm not his DNA. I don't know where you get this. And I'd say, and, and I didn't know, but in, when I was 37, just saved a year in the Lord, the Lord miraculously reconnected me to my biological father, Joe McKay. And um, when I met him, I all of a sudden knew, oh my gosh, literally I was in a cafe in Palm Beach, Florida, and uh, I'm sitting there, it was all glass. I'm looking out in the parking lot. And here comes my biological father. I've never seen him before. And I see this guy drive up. He's in a red Mercedes and um, convertible. He gets, he gets out of the car. And the way he walks, anybody that sees it, I walk a little different, kind of waddle. He's waddling out of the car. And I'm going, oh, my gosh, it's me. We don't need any DNA tests. Look, <laughs> here he comes. And, uh, you know, and he's from Palm Beach. And he's a Palm Beacher, you know, he's a wealthy. And did your heart sink? I mean, you know, I mean, like what was the uh, physical side of that? My heart was beating out of my chest. And, but here's the thing. What happened is when, when, when we were together, he started sharing who he was. I, it settled to who I am mm. and a peace came. The same thing about the Jewish roots of the faith. The reason I teach it for every Christian, the more you understand your own roots, the more you'll have that heart throbbing experience with God himself. See, people, people like, I think people forget about the relationship side of the Bible. Um, I was blessed. One of the ways when I read it, I become Nehemiah. When I'm reading, I become Joseph. When I'm reading it, I become Peter. Um, uh, so 
I, I think what people have to understand is that this is a relationship. Yes, we're talking about covenant. Yes, we're talking about blessing Israel and blessing the God of Israel. But God wants to bless you. And the biggest blessing of, of the Bible is to have a presence of God in peace and not have to fear what the world is doing, knowing that God will take care of you. And he'll meet all of your needs according to Jesus his riches and glory through Yeshua. And so my journey of finding my way and, and having peace in the storm was being reconnected to God and then finding out who I really am. And that's my prayer. All the ministry material, everything we do at One New Man, everything we do at Kurt Landry Ministries is driven to unlock your identity. That's my joy. If, if I could lay hands on every person, let's say, and I was dying, and they said, all right, you got five minutes and you're going home to be with the Lord, and there's a bunch of people praying there, what would you pray over them? I'd lay hands right on your forehead and I'd say, Father God, in Yeshua's name, unlock their identity in you. Powerful. Um <laughs> Don't really know where to go from here other than to say if this podcast has helped you, if it's been impactful um, during this episode or just in general for uh, the Kurt Landry podcast, we'd love for you to leave a star review, uh, leave a comment on Apple Podcast, on Spotify, just wherever you're listening. Uh, it could be Amazon Music, it could be YouTube. We're pretty much everywhere. So um, if you can just let us know. Uh, just rank this podcast. It's going to help us get the message out, Rabbi, and kind uh, kind of break through some of those algorithms. And uh, you know, we just really, really appreciate it. Any questions you have, you can send it over to podcast at kurtlandry.com. All right, Rabbi, let's let's wrap up. People have made it to the deep end of this episode. What's your lasting thought for him? Uh, you know, Jesus. And Moses had two things about identity. Moses, he's getting ready to go. He's had a rough life. Um, and he's on the side of the mountain. Think about it. He's at Mount Sinai and the bush is burning but not being consumed. And here's God empowering somebody who stutters, somebody who had failed in Egypt, tending sheep, kind of, so to say, minding his own business. And he says to God, he goes, okay, I'll do it. But who do you say, what should I say who sent me? And, and God said to Moses, I am that I am. And if you think about it in Matthew 20, 22, verse 41, while the Pharisees were gathered, Jesus asked them saying, what do you think about the Christ Whose son is he? And they said to him, the son of David. Wow. So what the, what the Pharisees knew that this Messiah was going to come through the lineage of King David. That is the Jewish roots of the faith. In the book of Revelation, it talks about the end time church of Philadelphia. And it has the key of David. And I'll leave this with deep thought with you. I pray the Lord would release the key of David in your life 
because that key to your own Jewish roots is the identity to release your destiny in Yeshua's name. Man, Rabbi, it's uh, it's it's been a good podcast. It's been a really good discussion. Of course, we hope that this show, this uh, format, is super beneficial uh, to you in your physical and spiritual life and journey. And um, you know, if, if this podcast has helped you, uh, please share it with anyone that you know. Share it on social media. Uh, send it in text. Just get it out there if if this show has helped you. All right, Rabbi. Man, that was a good episode. Good. The Lord blessed me uh, to share it. And I think one of the reasons it's a good episode is uh, I know what my inner heart desire is. God blessed me to unlock my identity. And it brought so much fullness to me, you know, 33 years ago now. And I pray for each and every one that follows us that your destiny be unlocked and that you find that joy of being just who God called you to be and that the workmanship he has prepared beforehand, that you would be able to be about that work and that business in Yeshua's name. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Rabbi, until next time. Yeah, thank you. Shalom. Shalom.